Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You, I always think of diversity as difference, the differences that make us who we are. And when I teach diversity and inclusion courses, I always quote someone named Verna Myers, who is a diversity and inclusion leader. And she's done a TED Talk. Actually, she just got hired by Netflix as the head of DNI. And in her TED Talk, she says, diversity is being invited to the dance. Inclusion is being asked to dance. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins Porto, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. What do you know? It is episode 89, and my guest today is a coach who has been recognized by Diversity Best Practices and Diversity MBA for her exceptional leadership skills as a diversity practitioner. She is a coach for Stand Beside Them, Inc., whose mission is to provide coaching services to returning service members and their families and caregivers. She is the CEO of Simone Morris Enterprises, LLC, a company whose focus is on inclusive leadership and women's empowerment. It is indeed my absolute pleasure to welcome Simone Morris to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, Simone. Thank you, Hanukkah. I am so happy to be here. How are you doing? <laughs> I am wonderful. It is a good day. I'm alive and it is a good day. Awesome. What's your most outstanding Jamaican memory? Oh, my gosh. I, I, uh, after we moved to the U.S. when I was nine years old and, uh, 10 years later, we did a family reunion and it was actually back at Jamaica Grand. And we came for two weeks, stayed one week in uh, Ocherias and then one week in the country. And it is the most uh, memorable time that I have experienced with my family, just connecting the food. Um, we drove up there and stopped and got some food along the way and the water and the, it was just wonderful. So that is my best memory of Jamaica. I mean, I love the music, the food, the family, just everything, but that is a really good memory. Yeah. What's not to love, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. One love, right? Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. So we're going to be talking about diversity in entrepreneurship, the issues and answers. But first, a glimpse into your past. What was it like growing up and what has your journey been like? Oh, my goodness, boy. Uh, my journey has been very uh, diversified, only I didn't have the label of diversity on it. I've done so many different things where I started out wanting to be a teacher, and my mom said, there's no money in teaching, so I didn't become a teacher. I wanted to be a buyer, and then I, I went to school, and I have a degree in marketing with a concentration in retail management. I had a minor in computer science, and when that, when the retail dreams didn't work out, I went the path of the um, 
actually back then it was called data processing, but I went that route. And so my career has mostly been in the IT space where I have done development work, I have done training work, I have done project management work. So just a lot uh, in the IT space. My master's degree is in management of technology. And along the way, I got introduced to diversity and inclusion through what's called an employee resource group. So I led a group of African heritage employees for about four years. I fell in love with that. And I was doing that on the side of my job. And I fell in love with that and ended up making a switch from IT over into HR, diversity and inclusion. I worked in the HR department for a year and then ended up leaving the company. And I just love the work that I was doing so much. And it just made me feel that I was changing lives, impacting culture. So when I branched out onto my own, I stayed in the DNI space. So if you look at my business now, it's not an IT business, even though that's a ton of my experience. It is in changing lives, empowering women, changing culture. Um, I do training, coaching, consulting. And you know, I, it's all in the diversity and inclusion space. And I primarily focus now on inclusive leadership. I, I love that. Simone, you are the consummate guest, you know, because you, when I asked that very basic question, you just were able to bring in diversity, like, you know, <laughs> you're so diversified and it was like, wow, perfect. I didn't mean to. It I know, right? It just, it, was just, it just happened naturally and smoothly. I love, I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the topic that we are going to be talking about, which is, well, you've already started, which is diversity. When we speak of diversity, what are we talking about? I always think of diversity as difference, the differences that make us who we are. And when I teach diversity and inclusion courses, I always quote someone named Verna Myers, who is a diversity and inclusion leader. And she's done a TED Talk. Actually, she just got hired by Netflix as the head of DNI. And in her TED Talk, she says, diversity is being invited to the dance. Inclusion is being asked to dance. And I just love that so much because there are so many companies out there trying to get diverse people into the mix. Before but you go on, Simone, you got to say that again, because that was just so powerful. Please. Oh, 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 right. Okay. So uh, diversity, I, and this is not my quote. Let me give credit where credit is due. This is Verna Myers in the TEDx. Uh, she says that diversity is being invited to the dance and inclusion is being asked to dance. Isn't that powerful? I just love that. So when we think about diversity, we can look around. A lot of people focus on diversity and think that it's just race and gender and the, the things that you see, but there are things that you don't see as well that, that are diversity. There are people that could have, whether it's a vision impairment or a hearing impairment or even mental um, changes. That's all differences that make us who we are. So there is 
a model, a diversity dimensions model that really peels back uh, the different elements of diversity. So it could be diversity of thought. You and I think very differently. Um, you know, we, we come to the table, the table with different perspectives. So diversity is very complex, but a lot of times it will just be the things that people can see immediately or you know, the things that are most talked about, race, gender, sexual orientation, uh, whether somebody is disabled or not. Does that answer your question? Oh, yes, it does. But my question now is, why should we even care? Why diversity matters? Uh, you you have to care. You have no choice. Look at how the world is changing. Whether you care or not, it's happening. Look at, uh, you know, um, I hate to even say politics. It, uh, <laughs> I hate to say, I, I hate to say that, but I, I just mean the way the world was changing. In that, you know, we had a black president, and I, I mean, I, it it was such a, a changing environment. And when I watch the news today, all I'm seeing is how the upsets that are happening in the political space and how women are stepping up. There's a lot of differences that were shunned away that now need to be dealt with. What's happening outside of organizations are now being brought into the organization because people are bringing those differences with them. And to be competitive and successful, organizations need to allow that to happen because it's happening anyway. All right. So then if if there isn't diversity, then on the other hand, it's inequity. Right. And what are some of the ways, therefore, in which inequity manifests itself? Not having a seat. There's a lot of conversation about not having a seat at the table Uh, in terms. It could be uh, promotions, who gets the promotions, who gets access, Um, you know, the underdog or who is not from the right school or is not um, savvy in networking and relationships and and knows how to move up the corporate ladder. Uh, There could be uh, some inequities there just just from an access standpoint. Mm -hmm. As you you rightly say, a lot of talk is about having a seat at the table, but then I, I suspect there needs to be more than just having that seat is what do you do with that seat when when you have it? Because many, and especially women, it has been said that, you know, they ask to get to, to that space, into that space, want the seat at the table. They have the seat at the table. They do, they do virtually nothing with it to invite other women into the room so that they can also have a seat at the table. What do you say to that? I say there's a lot of pressure to actually get to the table. So once you get there, you're trying to find yourself to, to, uh, to uh, you know, almost fit in or to be a valuable contributor because, um, you know, I don't know the circumstances that got you to the table. Was there a force of hand or whatever? Uh, are there people at the table that still don't want you at the table, even though you're at the table? So there's all that stuff that that person is dealing with. And, oh, yeah, pull up the next person. Um, you know, I, I think it takes a while to to get your bearings in in that environment and how you function in that environment. But certainly um, looking back to pull other people up is a great thing. And, and then there's some 
onus on the person who's looking to be pulled up to uh, to reach out and get that sponsorship, to have those conversations, to show their leadership and talent, not just to that person that's gotten a seat at the table, but others at the table so that when that person speaks on your behalf, Others can nod their head and say, yes, 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 say, yes, I, I, I've seen that that person demonstrate such and such. It's a good idea to pull them up. Mm-hmm. Because it's interesting, you know, many times we uh, we cry wolf simply because, and, and wolf is not a, even a good analogy right now based on the story that's aligned with that. But we, we cry out because we are not um, the the beneficiary of such inequity, Right. But once we become um, we start to benefit from the inequity that that is present, we totally forget. So was it more a cry of oh, let me in because it's the right thing to do? Or was it a cry of just let me in? And once I'm in, I really don't care what happens to other people, Uh, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's race, sex, gender, whatever it is that we are, you know, wanting to to be letting letting in on. Yeah, I, I think most people are well-intentioned. And, you know, um, I'm a big fan of Don Miguel Ruiz, and he wrote the book, The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is don't take it personal. And I always have to remind myself that others' actions, it, it's not personally directed at me. And so, you know, your comment about you get in and you're, yeah, let me forget about the others. I don't think people mean to do that. I think they, you know life happens and things are moving at a very fast pace. And again, you're trying to keep up and do what you need to do to shine or whatever. So I'm writing a book on the power of owning your career. And in it, I really focus on the ownership, you, you as an individual taking ownership to help yourself to get to the table. Yes, indeed. uh, A woman at the table is an inspiration and shows me that it can be done. But now I need to do the work to get there. And if I reach out and that person is not giving a hand back to help me, then I'm going to someone else. Sad to say, in my career, most of the people that have helped me have been white male. It's just it that that's just the way it has been, which is not to say that I can't be helped by other diverse individuals. And and I, I should take that back now because I've had some women who have uh, helped me as well. But you, there is some ownership that you take in being the one to reach out to get that person to help you and to build the relationship. You know, this is, this is I mean, we can take the rest of the conversation in this direction because it's quite interesting. Like, at what point do we begin to lobby on behalf of others? Or, you know, we, we get to the place where we said to ourselves, I've had to work my butt off to get here. You need to work your butt off to get here as well. And and, and so, so we're going to continue this, the discussion, but we're first going to take a break. Then we come back, we look at that, um, you know, pick up from there, as well as we're going to talk about how is diversity measured? Is there an index? We, we want to look at that. So let's take a break. And this review comes from Mike Sipple Jr. out of the USA. And Mike says, Henneke, thank you for your content and passion to bring other stories to life for us. Keep leading well and building leaders worth following. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate all the reviews that I get on the Entrepreneurial You podcast in iTunes. And I know that you listen, many of you are listening, but I just ask that you go a little step further and leave a review. I'd appreciate that so much. It means a lot. And you may very well hear it read right here live on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you. 
We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, and my conversation today is with Simone Morris. And if you're just tuning in, you're, you've missed a lot. But of course, you know, you can, it's a podcast. You can, uh, you can always start over, right? So thank you so much, Simone. And um, we're having such an interesting conversation you, with, with our diversity expert right here. And we're going to pick up from where we left off, right? So okay. once we are, you know, as I alluded to earlier, so once we, you know, we are uh, for the cause of diversity and inclusion. So is that cause just for us as individuals, you know, to be rallying around or at what point do we say to ourselves, okay, it's not just for me. I'm here now because we've been talking about the seat at the table. And once you get there, you need to pull out a chair so that others can join you. At what point do we say, you know what? I had to work very hard to get where I'm at today. I had to fight. I had to struggle. No, you got to pay your own dues and you got to fight on your own. Or do we collaboratively decide that, you know what, because I've had to go through all of this, because I've had to struggle, because I've had to fight literally as it were. No, I need to not make it as difficult or see where I can ease the struggle for somebody else. And those who may come behind me may find me faithful to the cause. What are your views on that? Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lot to unpack. Hannica. I know it is. It is just a little at a time. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. And I, I'm savoring the, the pull out the chair. It's a nice analogy um, at the table. And so, you know, I think that the times that we're in cause more of the pulling out of the chair to happen. Traditionally, I think it's been getting your seat at the table. And contrary to what we've been talking about, I think now the time that we're in calls for making room for others to join at the table. There are studies that have shown that having a diverse makeup um, causes companies to be more profitable, uh, more competitive on, on these different stock exchange information that's pulled together. So it, it makes sense to do it. And a lot of companies are now um, being strategic in how many women they want to pull up into the ranks. And every day you see a new woman has been crowned I don't want to use the word crowned. I didn't mean to say that, but it just popped out. Uh, CEO uh, of a corporation. There's a lot more now. Uh, there, there still is huge opportunity for women of color 
and others to to uh, move into those ranks. But still, it it is uh, inspiring to see how more frequently we're seeing women, the higher echelon. And uh, I remember being at a conference and it was in Detroit and it was General Motors and they had a woman who was uh, from head of engineering and she was talking about the self-driving cars and and the makeup of the team. And shortly thereafter, there was um, news that there was a woman at CEO level and just many positions of influence, there were women there, and uh, you know the, the. I am all for mentoring. I think it's a wonderful thing, but I really believe that one of the drivers is really sponsorship and getting sponsors to to speak on your behalf and to really get you at that chair that's pulled out that you're talking about. I, I, I feel like you could go one way or the other way. Both ways will happen in parallel. They they, they actually need to. The old way is still happening until until it, it it's wider scale that, you know, we don't have to call attention to the seat being pulled open for others and it's just a way of being. So um, how far do you think in 2018 we have come where where it relates to as it relates to diversity? How far we've come? I I think we've come very far. The conversation um is happening more frequently. It's not hidden. And let me say this: I I want to highlight PWC because. There was somebody who was killed, and he's the man, his name is Bo, and he's from St. Lucia. I don't know if you saw this in the news, um, that was killed recently over here. And he was an employee of uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers. And normally when there is police, I would say police brutality, I don't know if he's been classified as that, but he was killed by a policewoman. And, you know, there's different colors. Um, He was black. She was white. And those conversations are very dicey to bring into the organization. And so oftentimes it gets ignored. But each of us are walking around with our identities and our connections and how we feel about certain issues. So whether it's discussed or not, it's still there. Kudos to PwC, because I saw on LinkedIn like a full blown uh, this was an employee. He worked there. If you knew him, please put a comment about your thoughts about him. And I just thought, wow, look at them bringing the conversation, bringing the attention to their organization, uh, bringing the converse, allowing the conversation to happen. And I just was really impressed by that. And so you asked me about where are we with diversity? I think diversity has forced itself to have conversations where now a chief diversity officer is a a position that is highlighted uh, uh, in many organizations where you it wasn't as wide exposure. I mean, it was a big deal that Netflix just hired a, a, a woman, Verna Myers, to head up their diversity office. Uh, there's a lot more chief diversity officers, uh, chief inclusion officers. Uh, the conversation about um, the tech space and allowing for more diverse candidates to be in technology, the conversation for more women to be on boards, to be at the table, um, the need to just push um, for this diversity and inclusion is a big deal now, too, because it's not enough just to have the diverse mix. You've got to use it once you get it. So there, there's just I, I think we are we have a long way to go, 
But I think that there is lots of highlights, even the sexual harassment things that are going on are shining a light on diversity as well. Indeed. And my final uh, question is going to lead into the whole measurement index. I mean, is is there an index? Is it just a qualitative measurement or is there quantitative data that you've um, or quantitative ways of, you know, measuring diversity? Yeah, you know, a lot of companies have a diversity scorecard where they're tracking not just the traditional demographics, the diversity makeup, uh, you know, what different uh, races and gender and all that thing. Sure, that information is still being collected, but there is some tracking with regards to promotion. How are we promoting our talent that's in the organization, you know, and and tracking that by uh, diverse standards? How much community outreach are we doing? How are we showing up in the community, uh, employer branding, tracking numbers related to that, partnerships and alliances, being strategic about that. There are people that are in roles, supplier diversity roles, that go to these different conferences and they're engaging to bring in diverse talent from that angle, from a procurement angle to make sure we're dealing with diverse vendors. And then there is executives and women on the board and tracking the senior leadership and what is the strategy for that. Um, there, there's, it's not just qualitative, there's quantitative as well. And there are companies like Diversity Best Practices, Diversity Inc., uh, that cause companies to uh, apply for these rankings to say, hey, I am top in uh, diversity, I am top with employee resource group or um, you know, dealing with suppliers. If you look at the Diversity Inc. Top 50, which I think there is probably about 1,600 or 1,700 companies that apply for that now, they go through quite a rigorous process of collecting their data and applying to get on this list of the top 50 companies for diversity. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. You know, there are some conversations I have on this podcast, which um, I know that 30 minutes is just not enough to, to have this conversation, but nonetheless, the conversation can continue outside of, you know, this, this, this section here on social media. We definitely want to hear from our peak performers. We want to hear, I mean, I'm sure Simone that you will be available, you know, when you're, when you're tagged to answer any questions or any, any queries and so on. So at this point, I'm going to ask you just to wrap up with a one line. And also, you know, the whole diversity as it relates to entrepreneurship and how can, you know, employ best practices and just to share how it is that our listeners or peak performers may get in touch with you via your your contact details, your social media and any giveaway that you may have. Go right ahead and mention that. I love that you say one line. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, <laughs> I got to unpack all the things that Henneke just asked me for in one line. Okay. Um, I, I like to say that uh, diversity and inclusion is not a company's issue. It's all our issue and we all have a role that we play in being inclusive. And so I love talking about inclusive leadership because there are behaviors and things that you as an individual can do whether you're at a networking event or whatever, and you, you, you're inclusive to a newcomer or somebody that's different from you, you invite them to the table. That's something that you individually can do and not an organization. So from a best practice, there's lots around inclusion. And I'm happy to answer any questions that I am tagged. Speaking of being tagged, you can find me on Instagram at Simone Morris Ent. Uh, 
And you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook um, page. It's Simone Morris Enterprises. I am on LinkedIn. You can find me Simone Morris. My website is simonemorris.com. I have a retreat that's coming up in January. It's about empowerment, goal setting, and action planning, living your best life, and creating, you know, the my life my my way. Uh, that you can find at mylifemywayretreat.com. I will give any guests from this show. If you use Henneka, uh, Henneka saves as your uh, discount code. You can get twenty five dollars off of the retreat. Hanukkah, did I answer everything you asked me to? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a clap. Ooh, well done. Well done, Simone. <laughs> you need more time. <laughs> it has really been a pleasure, Simone. Simone Morris, diversity expert. Um, she's all about diversity. I mean, I, I became so intrigued from the very moment I just asked her about her past and she was able to say it was diversified, you know? So she, she eats, breathes, sleep, diversity. Thank you so much, Simone. It has been my pleasure having you on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much. I've had a lot of fun as well. Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? Do you have an idea for a blog, but think that having a website is just way too expensive? Do you want to start a website, but don't know where to begin? If you answered yes to any of these questions, visit HennekaWatkinsPorter.com and sign up to HostGator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You'll have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to HennekaWatkinsPorter.com and sign up now for your perfect websites. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, do send me an email at hennikawatkisporto at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on an episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henneke Watkins-Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?